find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, 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 what up, everyone? It is your boy, The Wash Lord. It is Monday. It is a holiday today. That means school is off. It is President's Day. I do not give a fuck about any present or past president. That's just me. Don't take it personal. And if you do, oh well. You are listening to a brand new episode of the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast. Yes, the award-winning Behind the Baller podcast. Some news coming up in a second. Anyways, I am your host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. The Wash Lord, a.k.a. Back Nine. Ben, this show is brought to you by none other than the podcast producers of the year, the Dust Brothers, Miles Davis and Jordan Winter. Original music by Lakey Inspired, a.k.a. Lakey Lake, a.k.a. Just Lakey. And that theme song you just heard is brought to you by Illegal Cartel. Guys, cold as ice is finally motherfucking coming artwork is here jimmy you fat fuck our new show is finally coming that means this will dissolve and transform into a slightly different format different subjects but we will still get it the fuck in all right you hear the music in the background i was gonna say yo miles drop a beat i don't need to do that because he already dropped the beat so let's fucking go As I said, man, Cold as Ice artwork is finally here. Jimmy the Gent, finally. Jesus Christ. So yeah, video, we got the camera, we got everything ready to go. We're looking at like less than two weeks, guys. I'm gonna run a test run, and then it don't matter where the fuck we are in the world, we got video. You're going to see my ugly mug. You're going to see that fat motherfucker's face. And it's all good. Okay? All right, man. I loved Thursday's episode. It was something about the way that episode hit. I don't know, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Remember, man, I'm here to give you guys that free game. I don't charge anything for this podcast. This podcast is free. All right? In the news, since we're at two times a week, right? Sometimes it's news. Sometimes it's late. But if you guys have been watching and following this YSL trial, YSL, um, you know, Young Thug, I'm going to keep it a buck. They really move in like organized crime. And, you know, and good for them. This thing has been a nightmare from day one. They ain't letting him get no bail. Um, they're trying to lock motherfuckers away for a long time. I personally don't think Young Thug is going to get out of jail no matter if they do a mistrial, whatever. Some way, somehow, there's going to be some bullshit loophole. And, um, you know, there's been jury members that have been fucking gone missing. Um, they, they have just gone through hell. And now one of the attorneys that represents YSL has been arrested. Now, she's out on $40,000 bail. But her name's Nicole Fegan. And there's been all kinds of hijinks. If you've seen one of the dudes in his crew, I forgot what the fucking dude's name was. He acted like he was crazy. He acted like he had uh, cerebral palsy or some shit. He was tripping in court. They're doing anything. And again, it's just, 
you know, you're looking at, I don't give a fuck if it's fucking two years. Jail ain't nice. And, um, you know, they try to put do away for, you know, 25, 30 years for a RICO case and all kinds of stuff. And they're trying to run all kinds of hijinks. I think it's going to just, it's too much, it's too strong. It's beyond the jury. And what I mean is, they're going to do everything they can to make this motherfucker go to jail. So that's what they're doing with Donald Trump the same way. Now, is he guilty of some crimes? I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But the crimes they're alleged, you know, they've accused him of? Again, I don't know. But Nicole Feagan, one of the attorneys for YSL, has been arrested for gang activity. Now, why do I care? I care because when you pay an attorney $500, $1,000, $2,000 an hour. Yeah, it could be $2,000 an hour. Remember, every phone call, every text message, every fucking time they show up to court, it is a fucking bill you get for having attorneys. That's why I fucking hate court. All right? But why do I care? Because everyone wants clout these days. Even professionals, such as an attorney or a doctor, where the fuck it is, you got surgeons. I'm waiting for a heart surgeon to be on Instagram. Be like, I'm the number one heart surgeon. You got pimple poppers. You got fucking, obviously, dentists, plastic surgeons. They're out there, whatever. Everyone wants clout. They're making TikToks and they're trying to be relatable to kids and everything else and who the fuck it is and have a wide audience and, and for business and all that. I don't necessarily want, depending on what it is, I don't want my attorney on social media to have a bunch of followers. Maybe the firm, because it's such a big firm, like the Cochran firm, right? Johnny Cochran. I don't know though. That shit is sad. But what's crazy is this chick, Nicole, if you look at her past posts and they can pull this shit up on social media. And I tell people all the time, this has been said for years and years and years. They're just using it on it now because people don't realize people snitch on themselves way too much on Instagram, Twitter, wherever the fuck it is. Now, mind you, a lot of things I do can be taken out of context. And that's why, you know, I'm careful of what I post on there and what I do. The only thing you're going to see is that I'm a jeweler and that I'm a great dad. <laughs> and that's about it. Really, you know what I'm saying? You might see some jokes and comments here and there, but that shit can't be brought in because, you know, there's too much context. That would be missing, sorry. But they pulled up this girl, Nicole Feagan's, pictures of her holding up cash and i'm talking about like three four hundred bands you know um talking crazy with the black scent you know and um she's in fucking trouble now mind you lawyers really know how to bend the law they obviously know how to get you out of trouble when you hire an attorney for a crime that you're being accused of. Say, for instance, say you killed somebody. It is in your best interest to tell your attorney the truth. It's two people you don't want to lie to, your attorney and your doctor, right? Tell your attorney, yes, I actually did it, okay. They're going to tell you the best way with their team how to get the fuck out of that situation. Now, the problem is some of these lawyers they're so caught up in the clout and doing certain things. They get involved with the wrong people. You watch Carlito's way. You saw what Kleinfeld did. Okay. 
they flirt with danger. Now, I don't know what this chick did. It ain't good, though. And it makes the team look bad. You all go out there and get comfortable. I ain't gonna lie. I know when I am comfortable and when I'm in. You see me post a couple pro golfers, whatever, hang out. It's not. If you don't see them following me back or showing the same love I show them or reciprocate some sort of same energy, you just know I ain't fucking with them, right? Now, I don't have to do that all the time, but I'm just saying in general, you know, there's people I'm a ride or die for, period. And I'm going to say this right now. Both my attorneys, I fuck with heavy, even though I don't like attorneys in general. But the same thing they're doing with this situation is the same situation that's going on with the Rico case with Donald Trump. And that shit ain't even really like got started. I mean, it did. They're trying to push this shit on Fannie Willis um, in Atlanta for some personal shit that she's done. And she just straight up said like, yo, you can put me in trial as much as you want to, but I'm not on trial. So I don't give a fuck what the fuck's going on behind closed doors and some shit with Venmos and her and some dude that's actually, you know, an attorney that's in, in the case and whatever, trying to turn the shit around. I don't know, man. Look, maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But speaking of court, and we're going to be on this shit for a little bit. Donald Trump lost his civil suit case in the state of New York. It was a federal case. Or was it a state case? Doesn't matter. He lost. And Dick Stain got to pay $353 million to the state of New York. And he can't, I don't think he can appeal this one. I'll be honest with you. Now, he cannot work or operate any businesses in New York City for three years. They even fined Donald Trump Jr., $2 million, Eric Trump, $2 million, and I forgot who the fuck else, someone else, for a million. And what's crazy is while that was going on, he was in Florida golfing for a Trump golf tournament, hitting fucking wedge shots and sticking them. Yo, Donald Trump was 45, was playing golf, man. I wish I had that level of not giving a fuck. You know, like that shit is crazy. Now, mind you, he just lost another civil suit against the accuser. It said she, she, he was raped, which was like kind of a fucking fucked up case. And it was for like 83 mil, right? They already got a judgment against him for that money. Now, the crazy part is I've, I've never seen a judgment happen that fast. You know, because usually when they have a judgment against you, you're going to go appeal, you put up the money. Now, a bills bond is totally different from a bond from, you know, a court case, a settlement, and it's like a lot less money. So like if you owe $1.6, $3 million, $80 million, it's going to be a fraction. It'd be like 1%, 2%, but you got to put up collateral for that. Now, I don't know, and like I said this before, they're going to do whatever the fuck they can to make sure that he cannot run for office. And the problem is, I read this poll the other day, two different sides. One that favors the right, one favors the left. Something crazy like 83% of Democrats feel like Joe Biden isn't capable of being president. I don't even think Joe Biden knows where the fuck he is. He's so fucking old. So Michelle Obama really does got to come out 
and run against Donald. The only problem is I just don't think on this run, on this time, whatever shit they're going to try to do, people say all these conspiracy theories, people said there was conspiracy theory and said it was going to be the fucking Ravens and fucking um, the Niners and whatever and end up being the Chiefs and Niners. I thought it was going to be the Ravens and Niners too, but not because of conspiracy because of what I really thought. And it wasn't. And people said they were trying to claim the score and they're saying, I've seen this. And I've seen so many jackass, dumb motherfuckers try to be early, first with news, not be right with the news. All they care about is being first. They don't care about being right. I see motherfuckers will say blatant shit. Oh, like, oh yeah, that guy you see right there in the video, um, that police officer that, that, that was really rough with that lady. Yeah, by the way, he lost his job. He got arrested and he got fired. And... It's the complete opposite. He wasn't fired. Maybe reprimanded. I don't know, but he wasn't fired. Didn't lose his job and whatever. Certain shit like, oh yeah, that person, oh yeah, that guy in the video right there on the bicycle, right down the street, yeah, he died. And then motherfucker's saying, oh my God, I know that guy, that's Steve. And then they go to his page and be like, Steve, I didn't know you died. So he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't die. That's the internet today. Back to Dick Stain. Donald Trump went to sneaker con in Philly. I'm almost positive a big part of the listeners, a big majority of my listeners are somewhat sneaker fans because that's basically, you know, a very big part of my foundation, of my history, of my past. And, you know, I was big in sneakers for a minute. I still like sneakers. I'm not crazy about them. I just, you know, I know a lot about sneakers. I don't care about the new shit and all the other stuff. I know the general history of the sneaker game better than most better than a majority of people i don't give a fuck how many fucking resale stores you know i'm talking about i was there in real time in retro times several times after this shit now ain't it not hating i'm speaking facts period now by the way remember guys i'm old enough to remember when you couldn't finance a car there were no loans okay I remember when credit cards barely existed. It's different times we live in. Telling you how good we used to have it when it was coming to financing a house, doing a lot of things, especially running scams. Anyways, Donald Trump went to SneakerCon. I was fucking shocked. I thought it was a fake video. It went everywhere. He was at SneakerCon in Philly. Now, personally, I think I've attended one or two SneakerCons. There are so many different things. Sneaker pimps, there's all this and... I don't even fucking know the name of all these fucking things. I hate the content. I know a week ago I said you shouldn't use the word hate. It's a very strong word. You could say I dislike. I hate sneaker con. They've offered a little bag for me to show up here and there. It just, it just, the whole resale shit is just such a fucking shit show. And I do think first come, first serve basis just needs to happen. The raffles are rigged. The back doors are happening. It's all bullshit. Okay, so anyways, he went there. And I didn't even know, but he, he released, Donald Trump released the Never Surrender gold sneakers for $1,000. Oh, was it $400? I think I, somewhere around there. There was 1,000 pairs and they sold out. There's pairs reselling on eBay for like three, four times the price. Now, these shoes are pretty bad. They're definitely not the worst shoes I've seen. Those mischief, big red boots, those were the worst fucking shoes I've seen in a long time. But he has different colors and different things. 
I'm just like, yo, Donald don't give a fuck. He's out here dropping some motherfucking January sixes. You know what I'm saying? Like he's out here grinding and really trying to get the youth, you know, on his side. And um, look, man, told you, he's trying to do whatever he can and, and they're trying to do whatever they can to stop him from running. And bottom line is, there's nothing he could do about it. If he's able to run, I think he's going to win by a landslide and it'll be four more years and it is what it is. It can't be worse than what the fuck it is now. A lot of people say bullshit. I don't know. I don't think it can. I think it's a fucking shit show right now. I definitely don't want Biden to run another four years. That's for goddamn sure. I mean, not run. I don't want him to fucking run this country for another four years. That's for goddamn sure. I'm willing to let some other completely different person that's been in politics or something that is just something, man. We're not going to get into the immigration and all the fucking migrants that are here and all the other shit. It's just, this is, we're in the worst state in affairs with the economy, with um, shit, so many things I can't even begin. And that's not what I'm here for. All right. A wise man learns from other people's mistakes. A fool learns from his own mistakes. Now, I know I tell people, hey, when you lose, don't lose a lesson. Now, it may take a minute for some of you guys to digest that, right? I swear to God, people, BTB Army, being my age with all my experiences, of course, I still sometimes make some dumbass mistakes because I'm hard-headed. But trust me, I know when and how far I can push certain boundaries. This is coming out of left field and something that, that sounds like it might be sound, but it's coming from a good place. I think everyone that is listening to this show, before you get married, you need to really think about this and you need to have the hard talks. And that really is, do you want to have kids? Before you put a ring on a girl, before you walk down the aisle, actually, you need to get everything that you don't like or that you do like, whatever, find the happy mediums, but you need to get the financial situations in order. Is this woman not going to work? Is she going to work? Are you cool with her not working? Are you going to take care of this woman if things don't work out? But again, you know, it's like in the Bible, you make a pact with God through sickness and health, right? Through thick or thin. Look, once you say I do, it's you guys against the world. Your husband, your wife is now more important than anybody else until your kids are born. But that's what real love needs to be. Maybe that's just my opinion. I think that's factual shit. You don't put somebody's fucking parents in front of your spouse. But you need to get the financial talks out of the way. If the love of your life will not marry you because of a prenuptial agreement 
and you are worth over a million dollars, then you might need to rethink about that situation. Dead ass serious. Need to have that conversation with your girl. I did. Now, I entered my marriage as a millionaire. I have balance sheets to prove it. It makes things way less complicated. But the problem is, women will still fight it. Even if there's a prenup or anything, whatever, they'll be pissed off. People hate receipts. I love them. I keep them. Shit, that's the problem with people today, though. With social media, social media uses the term receipts when it comes to like, oh, this person said this, boom. But shit can be manipulated, right? So social media youngsters, Gen Z, Gen fucking A, Gen 1, whatever the fuck this new generation is called, forget the nef- definition of what a receipt is. That shit better have the subject or item that was bought or purchased and what day and time and for how much and the entire context if it needs to be, or if it is relevant. We're not just talking about shit that you buy at the store. I'm talking about some real shit. Don't give motherfuckers half the story. I tell people this all the time. I don't ask for permission to talk. I say what I feel like saying, okay? And you know, when you're in court, your lawyer's gonna tell you to shut the fuck up when you get pulled over by a cop and everything else. And trust me, I know this. But I play chess, guys. I know when to say yes or no. But it's a different game. People say, oh, you talk too much. It's because I know what the fuck I need to say. I know I've been talking shit, but I've also learned from those mistakes of saying too much. But I'm not the type of person just to blap out and just blurt out shit. Now, in court, they have that yes and no fuckery, trickery. There is only a yes or no answer and the judge will enforce that. For example, a lawyer in court might be asking you questions. Said, have you ever had a drink before you uh, operate in an automobile? And you're like, ever? Yeah, yes, ever. You can't answer anything other than yes or no. So even if you had one drink and then two, three hours later, that's all you had. You had an automobile. They're going to judge you and try to put the shit against you. Right? Unless your attorney is a decent person, but whatever you say, be like, yeah, but I was, um, you know, it was three hours later. Ah, oh, no, but look, the, the lawyer would say, uh, strike to dismiss anything they said after, yes, blah, blah, blah. That's why in cross examination, your attorney will ask it without leading in a good way to give the context. And all this legal shit does is just fuck up your pockets. No matter what you do, if you win or lose, lawyers will always win. They always get paid, no matter the fuck what, okay? I ask you, have you ever struck someone in your entire life? Trying to show if you have a history of violence. You may have done it once. You are under oath now. You could say no if you feel like that's the best answer. Or you could say, you know, yes, but in self-defense. And then again, that whole bullshit with the striking goes, right? Dismiss everything after this. But in reality, you had to hit a motherfucker because you had four guys jumping you. You will not get a chance to maybe tell that part because of the yes or no bullshit answer in so many ways. Receipts, guys. I want you guys to understand. Receipts. I don't trust Twitter. I don't trust Instagram court. The court of social media. Put a motherfucker on trial with legit attorneys, both sides. 
a jury of his peers and let the case be settled in a real way because when you get to court, there's forensics that are involved. You can't Photoshop pics or screens or fake text. There's real data. They check for all that shit behind all that goofy shit. I've seen some really good motherfuckers Photoshop shit and fuck people up and it's bullshit. What I'm trying to tell you guys, experience is so crucial. Experience is everything. That is why I try to spit that free game on here. I don't charge nobody nothing for this podcast. I'm just letting you know. Experience. Go outside your shell. Get outside of your house. Touch grass. Get some fresh motherfucking air all right we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back basketball is heating up college ball is headed to madness and nba is where the money is made need sports betting picks we got you covered at captain picks VIP one-on-one coaching, we got you covered. Me and my team of professional handicappers, aka the captains, are here to help you dominate the basketball season. Get yourself a single sport recurring plan for college and pros with promo code BALL. Yes, B-A-L-L. 20% off, $40 a week all season long for picks, props, and parlays. Captain Picks is legit and it's fun. I love being able to watch games and communicate in the Discord community alongside. You can also sign up for UFC, soccer, tennis, or get them all with all access. Just go to CaptainPicks.com now. I'll wait. CaptainPicks.com is where you go to win. Come join me and my crew at CaptainPicks.com for single sport or VIP for 20% off with promo code ball sports betting should be a team sport make your own luck at captainpicks.com what up y'all you ever watch a movie and it hit different because you just felt attracted to like something that was similar to a story maybe a, a situation in your life that you related to like a whole event a chain of events and something you know whether you played a game and Maybe you know, you're Asian, and there ain't a lot of Asians playing sports these days. On you know, on high school, college level, whatever pro sports, or you see things that motivate you and stuff. You watch content, and you say, "Whoa, man! Oh my God, that shit hits so hard because it's so relatable." Now, I remember when I saw Boys in the Hood and Menace to Society. Boys to Hood was a more PG-13 rated movie of South Central and how the hood is. And and it was super relatable shit that I grew up, you know, around directly. But when Menace Society came out, they took it to a whole nother level. Smoking the Korean, you know, um, liquor store owner. When, uh, what's Tyron Turner's fucking name in the fucking movie? Anyways, Kane. When Kane's cousin, which is my boy, Saphir, the hieroglyphics, when he got smoked, the convertible BMW and the jackers wiped the motherfucking glass with their hand after they smoked them so they could see the windshield. Like this shit, like that shit hard. Shit just hit crazy. 
But for some of you guys, it might be relatable. For some of you, it might not be. It just might be powerful content. Storytelling is good. The script is good. Whatever. It could be anything. It could be a skit. For some of you, it's culture-related. For some of you, it could be experience-related. And I always say, if you want to be more well-rounded, what do you need to do? I just ended the first part of this show saying, you got to venture outside your circle. You got to go outside your comfort zone. Why? Because the more knowledgeable you are, the more experience you inherit. I promise you, the more you brighten and broaden your horizons. It's the truth. You gain more knowledge, you gain more experience, I guarantee you become a better person to society. Now, of course, a lot of you may need to unlearn some bullshit that you see. I ain't talking about motherfuckers seeing they see mermaids or we didn't go to space or other shit. There's a lot of things you can question. I get it. And did January 6th really happen? Fuck all that. As important as that may be in the Constitution, all the other shit, I'm talking about day-to-day shit that really is going to matter to most of us, unless you are in politics. People say, well, it does involve us because, you know, this is the government. The government is all fucked up. We can't control that. Even the voting shit is a whole different situation. I'm talking about brighten up your life if you are bored. If you work so much and you don't have any kind, how do you relax? How do you release? I hate to say this. There's much more than fancy cars, fancy watches, nice dinners, getting your dick sucked, having sex, getting your pussy ate, whatever the fuck it may be. And if that's enough for you, hey man, great. Hope you have a great life. There's this dude, fuck, Anthony Park or some shit, some Korean dude, he always posts these amazing 80 to 100 million dollar penthouses in New York City. And the way he introduces his videos, it's not really clickbait so much, but he's a realtor. So he says, check out my apartment, da 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 He just wants you to visualize living at these places. It's amazing. Then he posted this thing the other day where he said, you know, I aspire to have this nice watch one day. These are one of my goals here and there. And I left a comment. I was like, look, man, one of my goals when I said, I, when I get this, I know I made it, was a Rolex and a BMW. After I got that Rolex and BMW, it served, you know, my needs at the time. I thought I was rich. I thought I'd made it. I didn't own a home yet. Okay? And then I got my first place. Then I got a Ferrari. Then I had multiple luxury exotic cars. Shit. A year or two ago, I had a bunch of luxury exotic cars, multiple homes, all this shit. None of that shit matters. And again, to some people in life, it's different. That's all that matters to them. And that's cool. I'm just talking about something deeper. My foundation isn't based on that. On the surface area, people visualize the algorithm hits when they see the jewelry, when they see the cars. Have you guys not been paying attention that my brand name for the last 10 years is being a good husband and being a good dad? That's all I give a fuck about. It's about being a dad and being a husband. The husband shit's gone. For those of you who still haven't understand, it's been a fucking year. It's been over a year. I'm not even thinking about that situation anymore. Me and Nick are in a cool place. We got some other shit that we got to deal with, whatever. I don't even give a fuck about that. But 
you'll find more substance as you gain more experience and you go and test shit out. You might not like something even the first two or three times. I know, look, I'm not trying to cater to everyone. And that's why this show has such a wide demographic and wide audience. I know what people like in general. And that's what trends are for. If anything, in the future, some things that I do want to be, you know, or do in general, are going to be unrelatable. I want to do shit that's unrelatable so that people will go and try to travel down those same paths and see what I see. And there are a lot of things that I do that are unrelatable. And I'll still talk about it because this is my show. And when me and Jimmy start Cold as Ice, there's going to be a lot of differences. We share a lot of similarities in mindset, but there's different things I've done. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. 10 years ago, you think that I thought that Jimmy was trying to go to Europe and go and travel and do certain things? I think he understands like, yo, this is dope. And maybe it's for you, maybe it's not. But then you'd understand why I have such a love for certain things. Now, acquired tastes, they're not always 10-10. But trust me, outside black jelly beans and black licorice, I got some pretty good fucking taste. All right? So all I'm saying is do different things. Do something that's outside your comfort zone. I've had access to golf for a lot of my life. Even when we were poor, there are people playing. You think me giving up so much shit voluntarily. And then I fell in love with this. Someone like Michael Jordan, someone like Steph Curry, someone like, I don't know, millions of people. The deals, the networks. There's so many other things that came with it. I fell in love with the game. Fuck everything else. Happens to be 35, 40% of my income now. And it never came into doing that. I've fallen in love with it. And until I don't, I'm going hard body. And there's goals that I know might not be reached before I leave this earth. But I just got want you guys to understand, man. There is so much more out there. And I think everyone needs to have some goals. Some people's goals are just to stay alive. Stay afloat. It's tough times right now. I understand it. All right. Switching gears. There is so much talk about what's popular in the world. I'll even say shit like, oh, this and that. I'm world this. No, I say world famous because we are world famous. And people from Europe say, oh, we laugh at America. All right, cool. You laugh at America. We have crime and we have this. I'm not going to get into statistics about per capita where the most shootings happen. It's not in America. America is fucked up. It's been the best place to live for a very long time. It's changed. Different opinions from different people. If you carry yourself in a worldly manner, it don't matter if you're from America and you enter a foreign country. The way you move people will fuck with you. But the argument over Super Bowl, soccer, all this shit, what's more popular, I don't give a fuck if the World Cup is the most watched sporting event in the world. It doesn't interest me. 
another thing to us. There's what, 64 fucking games. There's all this other shit. It's an event. It's not one game. And say, oh, well, the championship. No, no, no. It's different leagues. It's different shit. That's fine. Let it be. I've played soccer or football. Football, right? Fun fact. My dad was a goalie for the Korean national team in the same pro league in, in America here a really long time ago. Talking 45 years ago, all right? I like watching some soccer here and there very super casually. I would say if there's 100 sporting events on, it would be in the bottom five. That's me personally. If the World Cup is on at the same time, an NFL or NBA team, not even my NFL, my NBA team, or professional golf is on, that shit is going to get zero play. Now, I'm not everyone. And if I wanted to be like, oh, I'm going to get into soccer or whatever, but no. But I want to clarify something. There was an argument months ago when I forgot what dude's name was from the Olympics said, why does the NBA say world champions? Not the world champions, we're Olympic, we're world champions. When the NBA says world champions and dumb fucks say they aren't because of the Olympics, let me tell you something. When the top 15 players have entered the Olympics in basketball, there was never any real competition. The dream teams, no. It was a joke how bad. They were beating these fucking teams by double the points. It was like 117 to 54. When Kobe came back on because America was losing a while, because they didn't want to go out there like, fuck that. They want, they're chilling. They're too tired. Some people, they fight for their country. It definitely, it's definitely different how you represent your country, especially like in China, in Russia, and other areas. I get it. There's so many other distractions here. There's so many different things you could do in America. That's why it's a great place. But when Kobe came back because we lost for a while and they couldn't get it done with LeBron and fucking Melo and all them, he showed them what was really good. And yes, international ball has stepped up. Look at Jokic. Look at fucking um, uh, Luka. A bunch of other people. It has stepped up. We still got the world champions playing in the NBA. That is the best competition in the world. Period. Point blank. Okay. Non-soccer. I'll give you all that. Baseball, nope. I'll give baseball. In, U, USA is not number one. You saw what Tokyo did to us. Can't say USA is number one in that. For golf currently, again, we can't, but that stupid-ass Ryder Cup that just happened late last year, it could have been a lot closer. It could have been a, a W for America if we had more live players on there, but they, you know, they want to be on some stupid shit. Look, if you want to fucking win, like I said, Go out there and win. All right? No, sorry, not win. Win. The world is not America. I get it. As crazy as I used to use that term, the world and whatever, this podcast is listened to worldwide. There are numbers to prove that. I have a lot of listeners in Australia. I have a lot of listeners in Europe, in the UK. We were number one in Botswana. I assume that we're still very high in some African countries, okay? We're, we got listeners in Canada. All that shit. All right, now speaking of fucking sports, NBA All-Star Game was fucking trash. I'm sorry, guys. It was fucking terrible. The fucking East scored 200 points in a game. It was a record. Did 100 and fucking, what was it, 117 at halftime, some bullshit. 
I don't know what needs to change. I can't pinpoint. I haven't thought about it enough. It was just last night. Something needs to happen. There have been a couple when they changed the format, you know, for a few years. I don't know. Nobody plays defense. It's just whatever. It's, I don't, it's, <laughs> you used to look forward to the All-Star Games in the 80s, in the 90s, in most of the 2000s. I think maybe like six or seven years ago, it just didn't hit anymore. And I don't know what it was. The weekends suck and everything. I have no desire to go to any of them. I mean, it was in Indianapolis this year. I mean, I didn't care. But it seems like it just sucks. Every It just gets worse and worse. And we got to figure something the fuck out. Because that shit used to be fucking fresh. Motherfuckers used to really tune in to the, to the fucking dunk contest. And the dunk contest ain't been shit. The last time there was a fire dunk contest was Zach Levine and fucking... Um, Aaron Gordon. That was a mother. You want to see Mac McClung? We got a G League dude coming in. Like, come on, man. You got Gary Payton with this fucking TikTok motherfuckers dunking in the door. It's just like, like, what the fuck, man? If you see the level of competition and how far the tiers separate each other from like double A, triple A baseball to single A to fucking professional, if you see the Corn Ferry Tour to the PGA Tour or you see college, to, it, it really is a difference. There may be one or two standouts, but I'm talking about in general. To the, to amateurs, it's a huge difference. But I saw the highlights of the dunk shit, the future stars, eh, the Wemby, that shit is whatever. And the three-point contest with Steph Curry and that girl, yeah, that girl, I don't know her fucking name and I don't care. It's not sexist or anything. She shot her ass off with a woman-sized ball. And they keep bringing arguments. Well, that's the ball she's always known to and she's played with, blah, blah. She shot from the NBA three-point line. And Kenny Smith was like, she's played from her line or whatever. It didn't matter. They could have did another round and Steph was going to whoop her ass. She's a good shooter. Now, could he have lost? I don't think so. That's just shooting. Do a dunk contest. Put them on nine-foot rims. I really do think they need to have either the high school, a boys' high school team, the best boys' high school team, or a decent college men's team play against the number one team or the WNBA All-Stars versus a top five NCAA team. Do you know the margin would be in the 30, 40 point range, if not 50 point range? Now, another good one, and by the way, I'm done with the fucking NBA. I just want to see the fucking Lakers get in the fucking playoffs and do something. This is bullshit. There is a good chance that LeBron is going to fucking Golden State. I'm starting to feel it, but who fucking knows? I don't give a fuck. If going to golf now, if there was a 10 versus 10 live versus PGA Tour event tournament slash tournament like the Ryder Cup, 
I guarantee you would be the most watched golf event in history. Just like that WNBA game would be the most versus a high school or college, it would be the most watched game in WNBA history. But I think the PGA Tour shook. They won't do it. Period. Now, I think I mentioned already that I went to Riviera all this week and everything else, but I did get to go to the Genesis Invitational on Saturday. Um, it was dope. It was cool, man. It was it was the weather wasn't fantastic. Uh, I think I've already expressed my feelings about Riviera. You are great. It's one of people's favorite courses. This that's tough. It is tough, and that's why I don't like it. Probably history's dope and cool. I think it's all right. I like Baylor Country Club a little better. I like LACC better. I like Hillcrest better. Riviera's nice. I get it. It's, I don't know. I like Lakeside better. It's just me. But it was dope to go to. Shout out to Simple Human. My boy Christopher Cruz showed a lot of love. Um, Simple Human is, uh, you know, obviously household products, dope shit. And um, I took my cousin Pete out there. Um, went to go check out my dog, Siwoo Kim, my boy Lee Hodges. You know, followed Siwoo for a few holes, followed Lee for a few holes. Got to see Rory hit some balls. Um, you know, and, and it was dope. It was cool. It was packed. By the way, a lot of good-looking people. It was crowded. It was good vibes. No goofy motherfuckers. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I was there from, what, 9 a.m. to 2 or 3 p.m. So I was there for five hours. And... I was low-key shocked that I probably got stopped 300 times. It was dope, though. You know, people showing nothing but love. Took a lot of pictures. I was nice to everyone. Anyone who asked for a picture, shake, handshake, whatever the fuck it was. Security guards. It was cool. Shout out to my dog, Michael Collins, from the PGA Tour uh, live uh, broadcast. Uh, Highly Ledbetter. It was dope. In fact, someone from TGR hit me up. And was like, hey, you know, talk to your agent, Kipper, da 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 I don't think, I, I didn't tell her. I, mean, I was at an event that Excel, you know, runs. And, um, <laughs> shit, I don't know. Who knows? I have no hate towards my old agency. I just wish this live shit would just be gone and done with. Now, Colin Morikawa had finished his round. He is probably the only person that I personally saw that day that went and signed 85 autographs, took pictures with kids. He was out there grinding and I was trolling him and I didn't think I was trolling him that bad until he was laughing and shit. I was like, oh damn. Then he was being filmed by, you know, camera guy and they heard him. Then he walks over. He's like, dude, shut the fuck up. And I started laughing. His wife came up to me. He's like, yo, you're talking loud and whatever. I apologized to him after, but that's my dog. And you know, Taylor Gooch from the Live Tour, he messaged me. He's like, yo, do you know Lee? And I was like, yeah, I paired up with him at the at the farmer's. Good dude. He goes, ask my, ask my dog. Please tell him I said, what's up? As I look at my DM in front of the clubhouse, Lee Hodges walks up. I'm like, Lee, hey, do you know Taylor? He's like, yeah, of course. And it was dope to connect them because some of these guys don't talk to each other. And, you know, Taylor Gooch is like, yo, bro, there's two places I miss playing at, you know, and that's Tory and Riv. And if I could be, you know, someone to relay messages to people, cool. Because, you know, I love both. And by the way, uh, Michelle Wee did a little um, activation with uh, Simple Human. and um, So I got to go over there and troll her. And by the way, for motherfuckers that don't know, 
Michelle is six feet. Maybe it's, she's not 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, so let me explain something to you real quick. Kevin Durant is not 6'10". I'm telling you this right now. Kevin Durant could be 7'1 or 7'2". There's a thing about some people not liking to be seven feet because of the myth of them being bad shooters. There's girls who don't want to be listed as certain tall because of being less desirable, whatever the fuck it may be. I remember at the NFL Combine in fall of 1991, I was listed at 5'11 and 5'8 with bare feet. Is that six? To me, it is. With shoes even taller. I was listed as 6'1 on my program, on the foot basketball and football program. Why? Because you want to be taller. Whatever. I'm six legit. Michelle Wee is almost 20 years younger than me. So she hasn't fucking had bad posture and everything else and whatever. But, I mean, you could see a picture of me next to fucking Garrett. Clark from Good Good. You'll see. Anyways, Michelle, always great seeing her. Much love. She will forever be a legend. She's going to the Hall of Fame for LPGA for sure. Um, and, you know, I spent most of the day at the, at the Genesis. I was there until 2.30ish or whatever. Then I went to get some food. And then I had to go straight to Kaya's dance, which I'm going to get into in a second. But I want to shout out the fact that you guys don't understand. Tiger withdrawing from that event his own event that he hosts really put a fucking damper in that tournament and it sucked because you know i was looking forward to seeing him play and he had the flu and personally i don't think he did Looked like he was sick whatever maybe maybe i shouldn't say that now that i think about it maybe he did i'm just glad it wasn't spat you know it wasn't muscle or bone related no you know it wasn't physical said he had influenza i don't know but because he was playing on Thursday and Friday, I didn't want to go on Friday. I figured he'd make the cut. Anyways, I gifted the tickets to a subscriber on my Instagram. Now, the tickets I had weren't regular tickets. They got you into the VIP area with food, got you into certain entrances, got better parking. Those tickets were like $800 each. And I said, fuck, I'm just going to give them to somebody. And she took her dad. And that meant a lot to me because she said her dad loves golf. They weren't going to think about buying tickets are expensive. I don't give a fuck. Anything I can do to give and help out my subscribers, I'm going to do. And I'm excited that I was able to do that. So thank God you were able to go. Overall, the event was dope. I am no longer sponsored by Jay Lindbergh for apparel. Um, in the middle of working a new apparel deal now. So I should be uh, something really interesting. Have some, some meetings this week. But it was a good event. I bought um, some dope Riviera shit, Genesis stuff, you know. And, and by the way, I'm going to have a subscriber garage sale again soon. And there's going to be a network garage sale coming soon too. What was I going to say? Not subscriber meetups. Fuck, I had something in the back of my mind. That I was gonna say, what the fuck was it? Oh my god. Anyways, being a subscriber has perks. I try to help out as much as I fucking possibly can. But, anyways, oh, you know what? Played golf at Lakeside on Friday. Had a really decent round. Played really well. Been practicing a lot at home with this chip thing that I got. Um, 
courtesy of Jordan Winter and Miles Davis, Dust Brothers. Um, and then on Sunday, yesterday, I went and played uh, Weddington. And I ain't played there in a few months um, as Ron's not my coach anymore, you know, RDB. You know, this is a par three course that I actually wish I played a lot more. And it's not that far of a drive. It's like 11 minutes away. And um, Weddington has been around for decades, forever, since the 80s before. And I had mentioned before that they lost a lawsuit to Harvard-Westlake High School. And it's sad. Because I just found out they're officially closing down in April. So if you want to get some range, you know, in, get some uh, nine holes in before they close, I would suggest you start going right now and get your short game tightened up. Longest hole is 132 yards, shortest hole is 60 yards, and it is a fucking fun course. You can head off mats, but it's dope. And I notice how much my distances have changed because, you know, I used to bring my eight iron. Now my nine iron, you know, depending how solid I hit it, it is too much. But the good thing is I can damn near get up and down from anywhere there. And I played well. I played okay. Shot two over. Bogeyed, what, two holes. Part everything else. And the greens are slow, but it's, it, what do you expect? It's fucking $12 on the week or $11 a week and it's 15 on the weekend. It's fun. It's real easy, you know. But again, it's closing down. So if you want to get your game in, you should. I uh, was able to play the round real fast. And, uh, you know, I brought my 56, my 52, my um, putter, pitching wedge, and my uh, my 9-iron. That's it. So definitely try to go out there. You see RDB say, what's up? It's always all love. But yeah, I was fucking exhausted. I was on a live stream Friday night until fucking 1 a.m. or something. Went to bed at 2. Woke up at 7, which is late for me. Was out of the house by like 8.15, 8.30. Went straight to Riv. Did all that. Came back. Was able to change real quick. And then I head over to Nick's to go grab Kaya for the daddy-daughter dance. And it was a new venue. Better food. Better DJ. And to see Kaya just in her beautiful dress, I got her just a nice little dress and nice shoes. And, and um, you know, uh, Nick got her hair and makeup done. I, I mean, she's just, I, I, man, having a daughter has definitely softened me up. That is, she is the apple of my heart. <laughs> man, she is the reason why my heart beats. She is just, she makes me melt. And she had a great time hanging out with her best friends. I don't think she even thought about what's going on in, wor in the world or whatever. And I'm just happy, you know, that they're adjusting. And it was, um, it was just a good time talking to all the dads there. And, and you know, then after we went to go get ice cream with her two best friends and she was just tired. She fell asleep and it was just an amazing night. And I, I would look forward to all the father daughter dances to come there's a mother-son dance in a few weeks and i i know the boys ain't want trying to go <laughs> i'm not saying that to hate i'm just i'm just letting y'all know it was just fucking crazy um 
what else about to end this show? Bob Barley movie just came out. I was going to do a subscriber meetup on Friday. And then um, I got asked by a, a date to go see it. So I'm going to go see it tonight. I'm super excited. People said this Bob Marley movie is fucking fire. And by the way, speaking of that, I had such a good night Thursday night. No cap. It could have been one of the best nights I've ever had when it comes to that part of my life. Like no bullshit. It was such a good time. It made me forget about anything else in the world. Didn't look at my phone once. Didn't think about any of my problems. Didn't think about shit. For five and a half hours, I just had a great fucking night. And it just was, wow, man. It was such a, you haven't seen smiles on my face like that. Uh, real quick, guys. The future of me and Liv um, should be going to detail. I just resigned to do the rings again. I'll be in Nashville, Houston, uh, Chicago, and Dallas. As far as overseas, I'm possibly going to Adelaide, Australia. If not, then I'm probably going to go to Spain or uh, London. I'm definitely not going to make um, Hong Kong or Saudi Arabia. But uh, that's it, guys. That's it for the show. I love y'all. Cold as ice is coming. Um, we got, what, what day? It's 19th. I would say in five episodes or less, maybe in four episodes, you're going to see the change. We got everything ready to go, doing some test runs. We got the important shit. We will be able to record at the comfort of the studio, the house, hotel, whatever the fuck it may be. Guys, this is not your practice life. Really think about those words. Okay. All right. I will see you guys uh, back on Thursday. All right. All right, y'all. Peace.